Hello and welcome to the Kilo Chasers Raw Cut Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Dahl, along with Mr. Matt Ware. How are we doing, sir? Hello. I'm doing well. Doing well. You know, as well as I can be right now. But hey, um, good to be on the mic. Hell yeah. Sound yeah. a hell of a lot better than you did earlier today. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just the normal head cold and it's going in waves. Like I was telling you earlier, it's just this, the clearing just happened about an hour ago and I'm like... I don't know what happened in the house or how the atmosphere <laughs> changed, but love it. I can nice. breathe again. It's great. Yeah. Everything drains out. And you're like, okay. Yeah. Not going to ask where all that went, but no. I'm going to just fucking enjoy it. So. <laughs> Reminds me of the old days of going to the club when everything drained oh. out. And you're like, whoa, oh. 3 a.m. And I got another rush. <laughs> so, okay. Yikes. Yeah. yeah. Nope. Fully understand. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we got a got a big, well, a few few big announcements. Two two of them are we'll actually like get in depth with, and one that we'll kind of hint around. Yeah. Um, first, I want to start off with a little uh, incident, not incident. Yeah, I've been trying with the new year and resolution and all that bullshit. Okay. Um, thinking about meal prepping again and what to do about body weight and all that stuff. We've been ta- you and I have been talking about this for for months now but yeah. this is and we talked about on the last episode you know focusing in on sleep and other things that you can do for your body and for yourself and looking back meal prepping was like when i came back from working out of town um i was quite unhealthy and i had lived with um, a couple guys and one of them he got me into meal prepping because it was i spent like 90 dollars for a week right and um, super simple. And I was able to carry that habit that I had built over there back home. And, and it was super simple. I'd, I'd already like broken down the process and figured I had like what proteins I'm going to make the, the sequence of like proteins, carbs, you know, uh, fibers, whatnot. Um, and how, how timing wise to cook it. And I mean, I was down, I could do a whole week's worth of meals, you know, first and second breakfast snack and lunch and second lunch i'm like a hobbit here yeah right (laughs) (laughs) those guys had they had it down they did you're right 11sies um (laughs) anyhow uh but yeah i mean i could do five meals for five to six days in like two hours yeah and um tonight i was the girls went to defy and ran around jumped around for a couple hours and when they got home i was like yeah i'm making dinner blah blah asked them i was like hey do you guys eat and i didn't get an answer which typically means no but (laughs) this time they just didn't hear me which is odd because my voice carries in this house and everywhere else in my life but uh so i started making dinner i did uh some seasoned uh, i don't even know what seasoning it was i just grabbed something but seasoned chicken thighs um boneless skinless on the cast iron and some boxed rice and bro- uh, steam steam broccoli. Okay, got it all done, and it was enough for the three of us. So right. three three large chicken thighs, anyhow. And Delaney comes down. I'm not hungry. I was like, okay, <laughs> seven o'clock. All right. I poke my head outside. Sarah's out dinking around with her plants, and I'm like, hey, dinner's ready. Oh, I ate at Defy. I was like okay she goes well you just put it in containers for meal prep i was like solid just tricked myself into meal prepping without knowing it nice but but it just it, it like reminded me that you know it's easy to get caught up in these big leftover style meals like spaghetti and and um like we do chicken and dumplings and we always have leftovers and for me it's hard like I can't stand leftover spaghetti at work for whatever reason. I don't know Interesting. why. Interesting. Okay. It, but when I'm home, I'll, yeah. I'll down a whole tub of it. It's not a, right. it's not an issue. Um, for whatever reason, I think uh, this is like a childhood scar type of memory. I don't know. Like a few years yeah. back, I had a big like glass bowl at work and a spaghetti, and I put it in the microwave. And it was a Pyrex bowl. It should be like microwavable, whatever. Right. And I totally. don't know if it was so cold in the lunch tent, but right. I, when I pulled it out and I started walking back to my, my seat, the bottom 
dropped out of it. Oh. So I'm <laughs> holding the oh. ring of the bowl. And the Such a sad glass. moment right there. Did, did everything fall out the bottom too? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Too. So it's like on my boots, on the floor, and I'm sitting there holding the ring like perfect, like should have been filmed moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's the just worst. a look of look of sadness on my yeah. face. And yeah, anyhow, I haven't been able to eat spaghetti at work since then. Dude, we have spaghetti in my in our fridge every day of the week. If it's not like a rigatoni, it's it's like some sort of spaghetti or some sort of pasta and sauce. And like, oh, yeah. I can live off that, man. I don't. I I just love it cold, fried. Yeah, yeah. That's air like, fryer. Air fryer. I haven't done air fryer. I just yeah. do like like two tablespoons of olive olive oil or avocado oil in a small skillet. Yeah, and I'll like get it going, drop the spaghetti in it, and like swish it around so it's all coated where it's touching the pan, and mm-hmm. then I'll put a cap on it and put a cap, put a lid on it, and let it sit and just sizzle and brown and steam, yep. and so it gets like crusty like a pie, and then flip it out. Oh, dude. So my, my grandma used to do this thing where she'd take spaghetti noodles that's already tossed in pasta leftovers and she'd take like, you know, shears to it and cut it up into little pieces. And then, uh, same thing, little skillet, uh, some, you know, oil in there, nice and hot. And then she would put it in there, like make these little patties and then serve an egg on top. And it was like one of the best things ever, like one of the best things ever. That's an Italian dish. Not, not the leftovers part. But isn't there? No, a, yeah. There's a carbonara where they serve uh, like the egg, the egg yolk right on top. Yeah, and that actually came from uh, coal mining. In fact, because it was like the one thing that they could take with them, because like it was like a, it's a they call it a chub. I'm not yeah. being gross, but they do call no, it okay. a chub of meat um, of pancetta. And then you take a, two eggs and some dry pasta, and they could take it in there, and it was hardy enough that it would get them through you know, a, a mm-hmm. you know, a big window of time. Yeah. And so they, they, that's, that's kind of where the, the carbonara, um, huh. originated from was from coal miners. It was really interesting. interesting. Yeah. There's a lot more that no goes with that story, but yeah. Oh, I'm sure it's kind of like past Irish pasties. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. Those things, you know, oh made from God. necessity. Like that's what I, I love that stuff. Oh yeah. No, I, we had a guy that, uh, his wife and her mom and aunt, like once a month would get together and make a few dozen pasties. Nice. And every once in a while he, he would bring a dish, a platter in. Oh my God. And they were so so simple. Like, yeah. And like, sometimes they'd like, she'd like send them with little, little things of the brown gravy to go along with it. Cause they're actually dry on the inside. Right. You know, they don't have anything going on in the inside. It's just meat and potatoes. Yep. But, um, yeah. So freaking good. Well, you know, back to that meal prep, like, you know, the, the, from, from my standpoint, like this is something we do every day in the restaurant is meal prep. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but, and the reason why it's so great within, uh, our world of fitness and, and weightlifting and whatever you want to call it or life, um, is because we, we get to control everything. We get to control the portion. We Mm -hmm. get, we get to control, we could even control down to like the proteins and, you and I can attest to this in an absolute crazy busy life. Who has time to make, you know, four, three meals a day, right? Like make Nobody. three meals a day. Nobody. And so you you plan your week, man. You just like – and it also gives you a reason to cook a lot of food on one day and like actually like dig in on cooking. Those are yeah. the, that, that's why I love food prep. Um, yeah. I'm not going to lie. When I food prep, there are times that I take two portions and eat them. So I don't have the self-control on that aspect. <laughs> like I'd never be a good bodybuilder because oh, I would man. just I would eat way too much food. So um, but oh, I love I the control that it gives you. You do just fine. You figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. No, oh so I made I'm I'm gonna jump back and forth here. I I'm, yeah. I'm like freaking I'm worse than Bert, Bert Kreischer right now. So <laughs> The other night I made, I think it was Sunday, got home super late. Wasn't sure. Like, I was like, I'm not going to cook. This is just, right. it's stupid. I had everything to make homemade mac and cheese. Oh, and the best. The best. Like, I had uh, smoked, smoked Munster, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Extra sharp cheddar, 
and Colby Jack and Parmesan. And I did like a cup and a half of each and a half a pound of bacon, uh, a pound of chicken thighs and do and a whole, uh, uh, what's the tall skinny one? Not a half gallon. It's like the, the tall skinny one, a half and a half. Yeah. A quart. quart. Yeah. A whole quart of half and a half. And oh my God. No, there was only Sarah and I ate it and it was gone at the end of the second day. Well, and that tells was you so, it's good right there. Oh yeah. my God. And then, oh, yeah. But I was like, I used to like something like that. Those meals for us, like you think you have leftovers and they, they last a day because yeah. they're so freaking good. So like good. you end up, you try something new like that. And you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then it's too good. Yeah. And you end up and it's just gone. And then but, next time uh, you just got to double that recipe and then oh you my know, God, I, have a couple containers and throw them in there. I have to hide them. Yeah. I, I, can't, I can't even hide shit in the freaking garage fr- fridge anymore. Sarah finds it. Like she's just, she's a little sleuth like that. <laughs> no. That just says your, your cooking's good, man. And that's, you know, I, and I know you cause I, I know you like to dig in on that stuff, but like, even if you're not a good cook, like take some time to food prep because you'll become a better cook. You know? Yeah. No. Well, there's there's little, like tips and tricks that you can figure out, and that was the fun part when I was doing it. Was I was always trying to figure out the the f- best way to cook the most amount of protein. Yeah. In the shortest amount of time. Yeah. So so like <laughs> I went from cooking every like cooking it on the in the skillet to barbecuing it, which I, for whatever reason I do not like barbecued chicken for. Or just gr- not barbecued, but grilled chicken right. for meal prep. Um, it just it doesn't go well for me. I don't know why. Um, I, I just don't think it lasts the same. Um, but I've baked it. I've done everything. But I saw um, a really cool trick, and I've I've never done it just because if I I feel funny whenever I go to buy. Uh, it's not a was it? It's a, a I want to call it like a mace, but it's not. What's the little food? hammer thingy oh the mallet it's just a mallet yeah a food that's mallet. A food mallet that's all we call it um so but to take your chicken breast and flatten it out so yeah. it's all even the same thickness yeah. so you don't have like if you have a small chicken breast you beat all the bigger ones down so they're all the same thickness correct and then then you don't have to worry about undercooking or overcooking it just it just goes the same and then another thing that he did was he scored the chicken on both sides before he put it in the marinade. That's a good, that, I mean, that's huge. Like, and I've never even thought about doing that. I've always yeah. marinated my chicken breasts, right. but I never thought about scoring it. It's just right. like one of those things that, and it's, this guy, this is not even, this is Sam, the cooking guy. If you Which haven't is great, seen him, by the way, I love him. Yeah. No, if, if you guys haven't heard of them or seen them or anything, just go on YouTube, search Sam, the cooking guy. And, Look, just the first videos you need to watch are his munchies videos because they're you'll want to be a power lifter by the end. Like, <laughs> <laughs> seriously, Love but it. that that guy's full of little things. And he's cool. He's funny. He's, and it, it's uh, his his kids do all this filming for him. He's he's a really good guy. Um, but anyhow, he's the one that was doing the scoring for that chicken. And then he grilled it, and the cooking time was so short for the because it it was all like three quarters of an inch thick you know you're you're not going to have any issues at at least i can't foresee any issues that i would typically have when when grilling chicken and on top of that it makes it the fastest way to do it even if you're baking it or anything else like having that that protein all the same thickness and then when it goes to time to chop it up it's already like it's even easier work yeah Um, you know um some issues I've ran into with the mallet and you know, when I was first starting to use that thing is I would, I would sit there and smack that chicken and I would have, I would come out with like different levels of um, pieces and almost like the ends would be like really thin. The middles would be thicker. Mm -hmm. So a little trick that I like to do is I get my stainless steel pan, like my, my fry pan Mm -hmm. and I take it and I cover it with uh, plastic wrap and I hit it with that thing. And it's a flatter, it's a bigger surfaced area. So it'll actually pancake it better. Um, but 
I like what you're talking about, about um, flattening out because another thing you could do to keep it like uh, this, this is a great word, moist. Um, I love is, that word. <laughs> put a filling in there, like a cream cheese and like, uh, you know, some spinach and garlic and then roll it, right? <laughs> Slice it into little medallions. And then there's a little like bite-sized pieces all week. Man. Oh my and God. There you go. Like, and so especially with chicken breasts, like that stuff dries out so quickly. So quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why you gotta, you gotta either, you either gotta brine it. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. I think that's something that we, the only time you hear about brines is during the holidays. Right. Like you never hear yes. about people brining their chickens or turkeys or even that just their cut meat, right? right. Their processed right. meat. You don't, you don't ever hear, you hear marinate all the time, but you don't hear somebody throwing five pounds or 10 pounds worth of chicken breasts or chicken thighs in a pot with, with a good brine and yeah. letting it sit for a day or two, you know, Oof. and that, I mean, it's a game changer. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. And if you like the moral of all this guys is that there's so many better ways to meal prep and it seems daunting, but these little tips that we're telling you, like, like flattening out, evening out all the, the thicknesses of your chicken breasts or marinating the chicken breast, you know, scoring it. So it absorbs all that, yeah. that those flavors and stuff, because I'm, you know, chicken breasts are shit for flavor. Like they're, yep. it's whatever you put on it is what you taste in. Exactly. So if you can do anything, especially brining, it cuts the cook time down. It, you know, you'll have all that flavor on top of that. You'll get, if you're drinking a gallon plus of water a day, you'll get the added sodium, good yeah. sodium, not bullshit out of the box or out of the can sodium that you get from some of these, some of these meals yep. um, and vegetables and whatnot. Um, the other thing that I like to do moving on from proteins, um, well, a quick one real quick yeah. because it's cheap. Well, relatively cheap. Tri-tip. Tri-tip. Yes. But not yep. cooking it in the same sense, cutting it into like one inch thick steaks. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then marinating that and cooking it in the, uh, in a cast iron. Interesting. With eggs and skillet potatoes for breakfast or sweet potatoes or whatever you want to do for wow. your carbs. Instead of doing bacon, instead of doing, instead of doing sausage, it just, it just changes it up. Right. I like and, that. Yeah. And if you're, if you have the money to go to a cash and carry or whatever the hell it's called now, or a, <laughs> yeah. a chef store of some sort, us chef, I think is what they're calling it now. Yeah. Um, when you go to buy your tri-tips there, you get three tri-tip roasts. And so what I've always done is I just, I, I vacuum pack one, no seasoning, put it in the freezer. I vacuum, I season one vacuum pack it and, and let it sit in the fridge. And then it goes in the freezer after a day. And then I'll cut the other one up into steaks and do, use that one for my breakfast and for, and whatever else, if I want to do like a thicker chunk, then I'll cut that one thin and I'll use that as my snack meat, like jerky. Yeah. Um, I'll cut it thin after I cook it, refrigerate it. And then you cut it thin and then you like get some good little dipping sauces or, uh, aiolis or anything like that. Oh my God. Man, you bring so up a really good point here because, um, you know, every metropolitan area has a restaurant depot type store that's open to the public. Mm -hmm. I mean, Costco is your basic, like well, most well-known one, but don't go to Costco, go to your, find the, just type in restaurant depot. That's actually a store too. Um, but anything that is going to sell anything in bulk is going to be great because especially for food prepping, because you can buy three or four of them, prep mm -hmm. them for a full week. Now, if you don't live in the metropolitan area, um, this is a little trick that, uh, I've done before, which Everybody knows you're driving out on country roads, you see the sign, fresh eggs, right? Mm -hmm. Drive up in there and become friends with them. <laughs> they will give you chickens. And like I've done this before where I've made friends with a farmer and they, they gave me a couple chickens and it was cool and all, but you know, um, when you got kids and a family and like, you just don't have time to process that all the time. Right. Yeah. But if yeah. you live out in the country and you want to grab like two or three chickens and, and have that fresh, um, well-grown meat, like, damn, yeah. go make friends with a farmer. Yeah. It's available. Oh, I'd never even thought about that. Yeah. That's it's fun. Well, I, I hate people, but farmers are different <laughs> people. So farmers are different no. people. Yes. No, man. Uh, another hidden gem. It's same thing. If you're out at like, around here 
uh, in, in a lot of, in a lot of semi-rural areas, you know, like we live in a suburb and not too far away is like the rural area. Um, there's a lot of farms. There's a lot of, um, uh, well, let's just call it exactly CS- what they are. CSA. Hmm? Are you talking about CSA? Mm-mm. No, okay. no. So there's migrant worker communities, right? Yes. And that's not, it, anybody wants to come at me. I don't give a fuck that that's what they are. That's how they, like my parents grew up with them. People yeah. would come into our country. They would help out with the harvest and they go back to theirs. And now, and some of them would stay and they become part of the community. And it's fucking awesome. I mean, I, my family is riddled with these relationships from over time. I mean, my, my mom and dad know so many people that are just here now when they were growing up, they'd come up, they'd harvest and they'd go back home. And now they just, they, they came up like 10, 15 years ago when they were older, you know, in their twenties and they just stayed and they raised their families here. Well, I got an interesting story about that. If you, if you got a second here, so real quick, real quick, two seconds. okay. Okay. Um, but because of those communities, there's very, there's cultural markets. Yes. Right. So you go when you can't find a certain cut of meat, like a flank steak or a skirt steak. Yep. Right. That's where you go. You go to the Mexican market or, or whatever market go. If you need, if you're wanting to do a specific style of meal and you can't find that cut of meat, go to that, that cultural market to find that cut of meat, because I guarantee you they have it. Yep. And they're going to give it to you with a smile. And it's going to be probably 30% cheaper than what you're going to pay for it at Safeway or Albertsons. Go, oh, hundred percent. Well, okay. Uh, also talk to your butcher. I'm going to say that too. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was it about 2000, 2019, I got picked to go to a, a culinary summit down in, you know, Monterey Bay. So um, right outside of Monterey Bay is a lot of agricultural um, growing. You know, they grow a lot of lettuces there. And they took us on some farm tours. Uh, there was probably about, I don't know, about 20 of us chefs. They got to go on this farm tour. We actually drove out onto the field and we got to talk to all the workers out there. And one of the things that um, I was so happy about and, and just so blown away about is that not only does this company, so the people that are working here, uh, this company pays for their transportation up there. They pay mm-hmm. for their room and board, which is a two-bedroom condo. Mm-hmm. Um, they pay for their food, and then they get paid $25 an hour. Holy shit. And, and that's the low end. That's entry level. And so wow. because a lot of these migrant, migrant workers are coming here, and they're making money, and you know they're supporting their families. And you know, say what you yeah. want about what I'm talking about, but like, you know, there's a reason why there's the American dream. Right, because there's opportunity here, and why why are we going to be so stingy to not, you know, share that opportunity? Um, And these people are hard workers. They they have good, you know. I would say uh, the ones that I've met are just all amazing people. And the regardless of what popular belief is, these companies are taking care of them, and it's a really really cool thing. Giving them free insurance, um, like cell phones, everything. And well, it, it, I was just, I was, I was blown away. Yeah, no, that that's amazing. It's, it's great to hear that there, there are, there are companies that are stepping up, especially like in the last 10, 15 years, they're stepping up yeah. and really taking care of them, no matter what, no matter who comes to work for them. And they, because Correct. I mean, as long as you put in an honest day's work, they're going to pay you and take care of you accordingly. Yeah. Um, now the, the argument to that is not this isn't my argument but like you said like they work their asses off yeah. and everybody's gonna come at that your side of the your side of the table and say well that's bullshit they should be those jobs should go to resident you know legal americans and it's like um look around huh. and tell me how many resident legal americans want to work let alone do manual labor. That's that. That's exactly my response to that. Is because they the, the workforce right now is very frustrating because they don't want to work. 
Yeah. No, and, it affects you directly. Like you're I, uh, every day. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because I'm not the only person going through it. But, um, but you're absolutely right is that these people want to come and work and it's not just, it's not easy work. They are in a field. They have head to toe clothes. Um, be, and it's in, mind you, it's 90 degree, 90 mm-hmm. plus every day. In Monterey, California. Are you kidding yeah, me? Exactly. Um, well, hats, well, it, everything. Like, yeah. and they're cutting lettuce. That's all they're doing. Picking up lettuce, cut it, throw in the truck, pick it up, lettuce, cut, it, throw in the truck. 12, 13 hours a day. So it's not like they're so, here to, and like taking advantage of all of our cool things. They're out here to work. Yeah. And, and, and on top of that, they're, yeah. they're responsible. They send, they're, they're sending their money home to their families yeah. to take care of how, you know, some of them, one of our friends, he was supporting, I think he was making 30 bucks an hour and basically he was living on nothing. The guy was like scraps because he was sending everything that he possibly could back to his family because he was supporting his wife, his kids, his, his mom, his his dad, her mom, her dad. And it's not like, it's not like they're, you know, deadbeats in their country. There's just not the same, there's there's not, not the same opportunity. And, and a lot of these places are so overrun by the, by drugs and the cartels and all that bullshit, there isn't, there just isn't the work. Yeah. You know? And so it's, it's very noble what they do. And it's noble. You know, and, and I think that, you know, like I said, regardless of popular belief, like these, we're getting told that these people are taking advantage of us. But if you really get down in there and you talk to these people, they're very thankful. Um, they mm-hmm. take the time to, do what needs to be done. They all have work visas. You know, they're not, yeah. they're not like being trucked in on an underground tunnel or anything like you see on the TV shows, but like, yeah, no. you know, all that stuff is propaganda. Like get out there in the field Absolutely. and talk to one of them and actually Absolutely. take a second to say, who's handling my food? First of all, second of all, <laughs> like, how is this company taking care of you? And it's just really, yeah. it, it was a pretty empowering thing to, to hear and, and to be able to we, and we all had lunch with them. It was really cool. It was yeah. a neat experience. That's that's an awesome thing to be part of. Yeah, it really was. Um, so m- moving on from that, yeah, I, I, that's a that's a hell. We of could a, talk all day for that. I I, <laughs> I know, I know man. It's 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 hard to it's hard to kind of carry on from that. Um, yeah, without sounding like a dick. Like I I I love that topic, and I I really that conversation is not had enough. Correct. Um, but. I am going to move on to talking about our favorite topic, carbs. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, how is your, what is your go-to carb um, per meal, I should say, when you're um, meal prepping? Is it rice? You know, right. It, I, I hate to be generic, but it's rice. So what do you, do you have carbs for breakfast when you're meal prepping or do you, outside of donuts? Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, you know me too well. Uh, know, right? Yeah. No, but it, but if you were going to do, so for me, like what I like to do is I like to do either potatoes O'Brien in the oven. Yeah. Um, and then like three to five eggs, depending on where I'm at, right. um, body weight wise and, and goal wise. And then, um, like either two or three strips of bacon or some tri-tip or some some ground sausage something along there and some cheese but the potatoes for me i've found i mean we just we just found out protein wise that damon can't eat eggs yeah and i rice for me if i have if i eat the quantity of rice that i need to Mm -hmm. i am a sack of shit um <laughs> yeah no, I, it, I, I just i just that. it yeah, does not operate like my body doesn't process it well i don't think i'm getting 100 percent, or not 100 percent. i might i'm not getting the optimal amount of utilization for my body as far as absorption is concerned mm-hmm. um I, it just doesn't feel right but when i'm eating potatoes um i feel like i don't have to eat as much yeah and right I'm reaping that. the I'm reaping the benefits um, on top of not feeling like garbage. And, no, and I th- we, I we, we've good. we've talked about 
the our your ancestry and and regional um oh yes i remember that like that was a good conversation genetics too. Yeah. genetics as far as what your body absorbs better um as far as as far as carbohydrates are concerned right. um but how do you like to cook your rice because rice was always for me it was a pain in the ass to cook i don't like rice cookers because they're a piece of shit to clean um <laughs> uh, i've done it in the, I'm glad I've done you it in the pot. I've, I've done it. I've done it in a pot. I've done it in a rice cooker. Yep. I've done it in the oven, which oh yeah, I I kind of like, but I actually like. There's a process that I figured out in order to do it. Yeah. And it, that was like the only way that I like to eat rice every day. If I'm gonna have rice every day, that's the only way I like to do it. But go ahead, shoot. Go. So okay, two two things. If I'm eating rice for breakfast, it's always cold, so it's day day leftover rice. And I, I mix it with milk, sugar, uh, brown sugar, a little bit of cinnamon. Um, sometimes I use pumpkin pie spice and I eat it like cereal. And I'm telling you, you, you want to put chocolate milk in there. You can even go even higher on the carb level. Um, but when I'm cooking my rice, um, I am an avid hater on rice cookers. I think rice cookers are dumb. Um, I have a, I have a buddy that's trying to change my mind on that and I'm going to be open to it, but uh, I told him I'm not going to purchase it, so he's going to have to let me borrow his. Um, I nice. believe it, okay. So rice is always a two to one liquid to uh, rice. So you know you do two cups of rice, you're doing four cups of of whatever liquid. Um, you know, one thing that I like to do, I ha- I do this every time, is I toast my rice. So I take it and I put it in the dry pot, and I turn the the uh, the uh, burner on high. And I sit there and I swirl, I swirl, swirl, swirl until mm-hmm. I start to smell it, right? Yeah. And then I take about, I don't know, a half a cup of, a little bit more. I just, I pour for three seconds uh, of white wine. Oh, and it's okay. going to sizzle. And then you sit there. And so this is actually the very beginning process of making risotto. But what risotto is, is it's taking um, the starches out of the rice and then making a sauce out of them, okay? So, but we're okay. not going to go that far. We're just going to put the, um, the wine in, stir it, stir it, let it sizzle. Mm-hmm. And once you see all the liquid evaporate, add your water, cover it until the water evaporates to the very surface level of your rice, turn off the burner and let it sit for 20 minutes. You will have creamy perfect rice and i'm telling you um i've never that's i've never seen anything but great rice out of that because those first two steps you're opening up that rice by just toasting it a little bit so you're creating flavor and you're actually getting it ready to um take on something like it's like sitting in dry pan so it's like where what can i soak up you throw that white wine in there and it just soaks it right up. Hit gotcha. it with a little bit of wooden spoon, stir, 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 stir. And once you start to see a little bit of like seeping of, you'll see, you'll actually start to see what people would call rice milk, but it's okay. not really milk. It's just, you'll start to see this like sauce, like stuff seep, put your water in and gotcha. then let it go from there. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, it, it's, it's fail proof. So do you rinse your rice? I don't. And Oh man, I've gotten to a debate. I used to have a staff, um, when I worked at the Marriott, it was all Haitian okay. and they were adamant about rinsing their rice. I don't rinse my rice because I don't like to rinse off any of those starchiness to it. I like that. And I like to toast that part of it too. Go ahead. Rice is dirty. <laughs> <laughs> No, yes, so you're right. there, there's a, uh, there's a, oh my God. So we're actually going to see him man. it's like the week, the weekend after the camp. Okay. Um, we're going to see Joe Coy nice. in Portland. Nice. And we got pretty damn good seats. I still couldn't believe the price of this fucking things for like really good seats. Stupid. Right. Um, I think I told you about that. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Hart in San Francisco. We were going to go see him, and like floor seats, ten rows back was like four grand to see. Are you fucking no. kidding me? No, not happening. Jesus. Yeah. Who's he think he is? Taylor uh, Swift. You can't uh, yeah, come on shit. now. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Oh man. So anyhow, he did a bit. This is like five, six, seven years ago, and I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't. And he was talking about his grandma or his mom was teaching him how to 
cook rice and how much water was you fill it to that knuckle. So like you put however much rice you put in your pan, you fill to that knuckle. Yep. I've heard that. You cover your rice with that much, but you got to rinse it a minimum of four times. And he was like, you squish it, squish it, squish it, squish it, and pour it out. And then you fill it back up and you squish it, squish it, squish it. And it's fucking the funniest bit. Um, Find it on YouTube. But yeah, so that's where like the, I've, I lived with the guy. He was Samoan, a very small Samoan guy in college. And we had a cooler, like a little igloo cooler full of rice. Okay. Like, and when it got half full. Love the next day it was filled back up that's awesome we ate rice I love that every day dude, i had rice with fried like that's my favorite go-to cheap easy like if i have leftover rice same yeah. thing with you like i would throw it in the pan get it hot and then put it on the plate three fried eggs over easy and salt and pepper oh my god wow oh my god you can't freaking beat it Dumb. cannot yeah and if if you have rice left over, cook another another egg. Like, hey, there you on. go. Yeah, <laughs> but no, that I, I'm going to have to try that the the white the white wine trick because that's isn't that a that's a type of there's like I was looking into it because I was trying to figure out how to make sushi rice and yeah. I did a lot of research and never actually got to the practical side of things because it I was like oh, fuck I can't, I can't fucking do this shit but um. But there was one where there was like a specific, like if you're going to make this kind of sushi, you need to make this kind of rice, like traditionally. Yeah. And and one of them was, had had wine in it, white wine in it. You, so you can use, I wouldn't use jasmine, but technically you can use pretty much any rice um, out there. It's just when you, when you, when you're done cooking it, you take white uh, rice, rice wine vinegar. And mm-hmm. I'm talking like a tablespoon of it. Throw it in there, mix up. It'll become sticky just like that. Really? Yeah. So that's the trick. That's the 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 kind of the cheat mode on doing that. If you want to, if you rice, just have yeah. any rice, if you want sticky yeah. rice, throw some white uh, white wow rice wine vinegar in when you're right before you uh, get to eat it or take it out of the pot, and you got mm-hmm. sticky rice right there. So wow, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, cool. Oh, go ahead. No, I wouldn't. Oh, I don't know. I was I don't know where I was going after that. So <laughs> I lost all no, train all of thought. Good, <laughs> um, so, are there any other carbs that you can think of? Um, I know we've we've talked about overnight oats and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, you know, um, we've talked about rice. We talked about potatoes. The next one on the on the agenda would be uh, corn, maize, um, wheat, oats, barley. Yeah. Um, where do you think those fit in, in the daily, uh, meal prep scene as far as breakfast, lunch, um, bef- pre-workout, you know, yeah. it's always, if you talk to bodybuilders or, or pretty much anybody that's, uh, managing their, their, um, their food appropriately or getting just a little bit obsessed with it mm-hmm. they're, they're going to tell you hour and a half to two hours before you go to the gym before you start your workout you need to be consuming something that's a little bit higher in carbs which is what i used to do i yeah. used to basically have like 10 20 grams of carbs throughout the day and then and on my drive home from work i'd have a, a yogurt and either a bagel or something along those lines where it was like 40 to 50 grams of carbs yeah right you know in that window and then on the way to the gym i'd have my my pre-workout or whatever and i mean i'd have my aminos and and all that bullshit but i think certain grains back I, to, I, I think certain grains right. are for are good for certain parts like i probably wouldn't eat a bunch of barley bef- anywhere before a workout um which not only is that going to clean you out but uh you know it's going to be pretty dang hardy like quinoa mm-hmm. quinoa is one of those grains that is a complete protein. It actually matches the, the amount of amino acids your body needs to make protein. And so oh. a lot of the times you have to combine a bunch of foods to create that. Like a peanut butter jelly is, is the same thing. It's a complete protein because it has the right amount of amino acids that your body needs to make protein. So okay. peanut butter jelly is like, 
That's a go-to carb. Uh, chocolate milk, go-to carb. I had a buddy, this is crazy, and I, and I still haven't tried it, that would take oatmeal and he'd have it in like this uh, like eight ounce like paper soup cup. He would put it, you know, it would be pre-cooked. He would put it in the microwave, warm it up, throw um, two raw eggs in there. After it came out of the microwave, mix it up and just boom, 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 eat it out. And I'm looking at him like, that's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, I, he swears by it. He puts a little hot sauce, salt and pepper. Like he's like, this is great. I was great. just going to say, there's got to be something along in there too. I was like, fuck that. But, oh my God. But he was also notorious for putting anything in oatmeal, sausage, turkey, chicken, like oatmeal was his vessel and you look at this dude and you're like okay maybe it's worth a shot because he's just <laughs> he's like prison loped you know oh, like you're God. just like all right um not hope i didn't yeah. offend anybody on that one but uh you know no, it's all good. at the same point like you know your everybody's body's a little bit different right and you got to experiment with that stuff if you really want to know to the t what your body is going to uh react to go get some blood work done and, mm-hmm. you know, talk to your, your doctor and, and, and have them analyze it and tell you what, like, what things work well with you, you know, like Damon, yeah. like you were saying with Damon, like egg protein just doesn't work in his stomach, you know? Yeah. He gets, it blows my mind. Well, it really does. I've never heard of it, but I, I guess it, it like, makes sense. I couldn't, if that, I don't know. I don't know what I do. No, oh, if I can like, have eggs, bro. No. Like that's different like, profession i'm moving it, i'm kidding so so your buddy had his gross little oatmeal egg <laughs> yeah, concoction right right we've talked like i i don't know if it's ever come across the feed or we i don't know if we talked about it on here ever but pasteurized boxed egg whites yeah like don't cook them just make sure they're ice freaking cold yep. and don't look at put it in a cup that is opaque plastic something you can't see it you don't want to look at it because it's not anyhow and just do a half a cup of that in the morning ice cold take it like a shot and be done with it and it's like 25 grams of protein like that wow you don't have to shake wow. it you don't have to nothing like there's no blending there's no there's no there's no worried about oh is this whey protein a uh, level f- or a class five I nutrient like that. that's been processed or hasn't been processed mm-hmm. is it this or that how many other things is it packaged good it's like no it's a pasteurized fda product that is clean it's the only thing in there is freaking egg whites and maybe a little bit of chicken poop but yeah it's pasteurized and i've done it a lot i haven't done it recently but it was like my main source of protein you've done it it in the past six months i've seen a video of it (laughs) (laughs) but like it's it's one of those things it's five dollars for a carton right and that carton will last you a week so that's 25 dollars for a month worth of protein that's that you don't have to worry about anything and it's 22 it's the same as taking a scoop of shitty chocolate whey protein and and regretting every minute of it while you're drinking it or just take this shot of liquid that's flavorless and you're done done and it's your body's gonna process it instantly like it's there's no sitting waiting around there's no feeling bloated afterwards there's no like i used to have protein shakes and like i mixed it they were perfect and everything i drink it and within a half an hour i feel like i'm gonna throw up yeah like it just i just my stomach was just wrecked and i don't don't know what it was you know and that brings up a really good point just like we say that like all the saunas and massages they don't mean shit if you're not getting your sleep and eating right Yep. Stay away from the protein powders until you have your protein, <laughs> until you have your natural protein right, like for you, yep. you know, because there is, there, there is a limit on how much your body can consume of natural protein. And if you want to take it above to that next level, you are going to have to supplement. Um, just make sure and do the, do the research. Like, yeah. you know, get a good product if you're going to do that, but get your protein right first before you start bringing in all these powders and everything. There's, and, and that, and that's, I mean, just like we talked about before, um, if you're not like that, as far as recovery, recovery and supplementation goes, the first thing you need to do is sleep. The second thing, if that's the first thing, the second thing is meal prep and get your food right. Yeah. Get, get your raw, 
not not rosin uncooked, but rosin unfucked with yes. food, right? Yeah. You know, and then after that, creatine. 100%. If you're not doing the, if you're not doing those yep. three things, you should not be consuming a protein drink. You should not be taking aminos. Right. You should not be taking, you know, any other kind of f- bullshit. And, and be so beyond that. So after creatine, right, you get electrolytes. So make sure you you have the right amount of magnesium. Make sure your sodium. If you're drinking over a gallon of water a day, yeah, and you're eating very healthily, and you're it, you're not getting enough sodium in your body period right and guaranteed you're not getting enough mag- magnesium you should be getting enough iron because if you're eating getting your proteins right you should be having enough red meat or just animal meat to to bring that iron those iron levels up but those those three things your your iron your magnesium your sodium if you're not sleeping well yeah get those on point you'll start sleeping better almost immediately. Yeah. Um, you know, omega threes, stuff like that. Look at, look at the things that we've been doing for, for ages and, and stick to those before you go giving, you know, some, some dude money for a product that, yeah, he helped, he just put his name on. He may have helped with the, the flavor profile or making sure it mixed right but as far as like the the actual making of the drink or the powder like that guy didn't have anything to do with that shit right he paid somebody to do it yep and like just get your get get your ducks in a row with everything that you can put your hands on and you can put your eyes on and know what's going in your body yeah I without think... having to, without without having to read a freaking ingredients list on the side uh-huh. of a plastic tub yeah, it, 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 enough said on that because uh, <laughs> I, you just there's no way around it. If you can't control or if you can't get your own stuff in in control, then all that other shit is just going to do nothing for you. And half the time we don't even know what's in that stuff. You know, no. if, if you look at it and it's a science experiment, just put it back on the shelf, walk away. Like if you can't pronounce well, the yeah. stuff, walk away. Well, here here's a perfect example. Yeah. If USADA is telling you to get your supplements tested before you take them yeah. so you don't get popped, yeah. then you probably should just be sticking to normal things that have one ingredient. Yes. I like it. Right? Doesn't get um, much better than that, really. So so speaking of ingredients and recipes and, and bomb-ass food, yeah. uh, we talked earlier about you putting together a uh, menu or thinking about food items for the camp that is uh coming up pretty pretty fucking fast pretty quick huh yeah yeah it was like oh when's it gonna be be here i don't really need to do anything right now to like oh shit i need to start doing stuff yeah 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 so yeah no i got uh you know i i i'll in the creation of this i try to be as authentic as possible and so i like really mm-hmm. put down you know like right now i'm reading i got four dinners four lunches four breakfast drinks dessert and so then I just start going day by day or no, I, you know, yeah. So like entree for breakfast, you know, uh, French toast, pancakes, scrambled eggs, biscuits and gravy. And I just start writing down everything that comes to mind. And then it's like, then I scale down to, you know, um, what's going to fit the camp. And then I scale down to how many people we're going to be cooking for. And then I start building recipes, you know, nice. sides as bacon, eggs, uh, you know, whole fruit, yogurt, uh, OJ coffee, stuff like that, you know, lunches, it's like PB and J's, BLTs, turkey sandwiches. And here's a fun one. As I wrote turkey sandwiches, I look over and I see my turkey cooker and I'm like, I'm roasting my own goddamn turkey this year. And we're going to make turkey sandwiches, bro. So two things. Yeah. One, we will have a, we will have a pellet grill there. Yeah. Two, that grill that's outside on the patio uh-huh. has a rotisserie on I it. I know. I already know. <laughs> I, so. Yeah. 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 So. And, you know, and then I didn't get quite far and too far in dinner. And it was like pizza, pork, chicken, beef, you know, salads, rice, potatoes. And that's about it. I, I haven't really put the, put the dinner together yet. But like okay. these are, this is just the basic of the basic, right? Oh, yeah. You know, but this is just, this is kind of how, how I put it all together. And like. We're going, you know, 
we're going to to lift and eat and bond and so i'm my idea is i'm preparing food that is going to support all of that yeah so i don't want to feed us with a bunch of food that's going to make us want to just fucking you know fall over and take a nap right afterwards i want to give us yeah. some some food during lunch it's going to be light and and support our workouts and allow us to me go on walks and 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 have a good time yeah um and so you know it's a lot of a lot of that type of thinking and so this is just the first step of it and uh, i'm super excited i love this is my favorite part of it it's like the creative aspect right yeah yeah no it's it's this is this is where like the rubber hits the road with this with these camps is you know we set the dates months ago and we were able to put our eyes on this amazing house that we're we're getting to have the camp out in the spring and now it's now it's time we all the all the equipment's purchased um we'll be taking receipt of it shortly taking delivery of it of it shortly um still trying to figure out shipping but it's purchased. It's purchased. It will yeah. be here. Um, platforms are taken care of. Um, food is, you know, we're, we're getting that dialed. Yep. Uh, what else have we got? Um, the vehicles, we're going to have more than enough vehicles for everybody. The weather is going to be great. You know, this is just the plan, the real planning of scheduling everything and who's coming and, and what we're going to have to to plan for in that is now it's, it's really getting down to where we can focus in on it. Yeah. And what's different this time is we have a lot more last, last year was a trial run, right? We yeah. weren't sure if it was going to work. We were pretty sure. I mean, we were going to have a good time no matter what, Yeah, I'm kidding. but like being able to replicate it and make it better and um, really provide for the athletes, um, an experience that either they've never had before, or it brings back memories like we've talked about in the whole premise of the camp of, you know, middle school, high school, college yeah. sports camps of really bonding with people, not just on your team, but in the community. I mean, when, when we, we'd go to these places, there was, you know, five, 10, 15 different teams from across the, the region that would come to these camps. And that's, that's the whole idea. Of this is, is bringing people that we don't know, yeah. you know, or don't know each other into an environment where we can all grow and get better. Um, not just as weightlifters, but as, as human beings and, you know, start networking face to face again right instead of utilizing instead of relying on facebook and instagram and tiktok and tw and twitter and whatever else is out there now you know like let's really let's really learn how to communicate and another part of that 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 recipe um has recently been thrown and not forced into my lap but it was definitely oh hey when are you gonna start this? Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And so, going live, live, live. Um, last, well, yeah, it actually went live, live last weekend, but I we didn't record, and so this is the official announcement. Um, we are live taking subscriptions to the Kilo Chasers Weightlifting Collective on Discord. Yep. So go into your app store on your phone. And actually, you kind of got to go to the website to do it right. Um, and download Discord, sign up for it, look up uh, Kilo Chasers Weightlifting Collective on Discord. And there's two levels of subscription. It's kind of like Patreon, but this is a little bit more direct. Um, the first level is, I think it's $4.99 or $5.99. And it puts you into... A comment thread where you can be part of our conversation on here, right? Right. If you want to ask a question, if you want to talk shit to us, um, <laughs> Love it. whatever it might be, um, come support, help out the, the channel, help out the, you know, the development of these camps, the development of this pay that this podcast. Um, and it's, it allows, like I said, it allows you guys to, um, 
be part of our conversation. And if, if you want to come on the show, that's a good place to start. Um, if you want to come out and, and lift with us out in Oregon, like that's a, that's a really good place to reach out. Um, if you, if the Instagram isn't working for you, this is, it's a lot like an old, old, I say old, (laughs) old forums, um, chat forums back in the day, little ICQ feel kind of, um, and then there's the collective. The collective is $25 a month. It is, uh, multiple chat streams, um, threads kind of like Reddit, but this is more direct, um, full moderator. So there's going, there is a dedicated channel for whatever the hell you want to talk about. (laughs) And if you want to, like, if you guys want to get into it, you can't. Um, but it's, we're, we're talking, uh, food thread. So we're going to be posting recipes. A lot of the same stuff we talk about on here, we're going to be posting on there. Um, the whole, the whole idea of this is to bring everybody together. We have guys that have been lifting for years. We have guys that have their level ones and level twos. And so nobody, nobody's trying to gain anything out of this other than helping each other and being better people, be better, being better lifters, kind of the same feel as the camp. We're bringing it to a, not as it is, it's not social media, but it's, it's just a community page where everybody can get together and help everybody out. You can, you can direct message, you can start your own thread for you and you can post your videos, post your pictures. Um, and then there's also a live video, um, chat room. So if you guys want to jump on from wherever in the country and train together in your garage, because that's, you know, Matt and I and Damon here and, uh, Cornell down in California, uh, Donald, uh, our friend Donald from up here, he, he's always off somewhere else in the middle of the country. And, you know, he's, he doesn't have anybody to train with. And this is one of the best things for him to do is he can hop on or, and start a, start a, a, his own video channel. And even if we're at work and we have a minute, we'll hop on and chat with him. And, or if we're home and we're able to train, we'll train with him. You know, it's a really good environment. Um, I think it's, it's, it's kind of a, a trial thing to see if it works and see, see what happens. But it's been in beta for about a month now, and I think we've had a hell of a lot of fun with it. Yeah, the so. gifts are the best. Hey, okay, so um, real quick, everybody, if you have issues with any of the anything of this, like reach out to Eric because he's really he's really quick to respond, and he'll he'll tell you how to get it all set up. But here, wanna, let's do this. I do this with my uh, my meetings at work where I do. It's called a hot shot. And what I'm going to do okay. is I'm going to spit a question and you're going to give a quick answer and we're going to move on to the next question. I'll just do like five questions just about this discord, right? Right, right. No, no, all good okay. stuff. No, no, no. Okay. No, it's like I, informational. I like, so it, oh, it's yeah. just, it, it's a, it's a way to, to get quick information. Okay. You ready for the first one? All right. Is this a weightlifting team? No. Okay, cool. If I post my videos, will somebody coach me? Possibly. Awesome. Um, is there programming available? No. Awesome. Okay. Um, what do I talk about on there? Anything. <laughs> there it is. And that's kind of like, and that, that, that was just a, a short version of the, of the hot shot, but like, yeah, it's a good way to get information out real quickly. And like, it, it's, this is, it's a community. You said it best. It's a community. We're not trying to start a team. We're not trying to be, you know, be anything. It's, yeah. it's a, col- a weightlifting collective. It's just exactly. people who want to be a part of something that may not, you know, that like, yeah, that are no, a the, high level co- elite or not everything. Yeah, in between. No, and, it, and if you, okay, here's the thing, right? If you enjoy our podcast and you're just, and you go to the gym or you don't go to the gym or, and you enjoy the conversations and you like to talk shit and you're interested in what it is that we do and the, what it is we talk about, jump on because you might, you might get sucked into to getting to know a group of people that are, you know, awesome individuals and will help anybody out at the drop of the hat inside and out inside and outside of weightlifting. Like it's, it's really awesome. What, what this is, um, 
what this is able to uh, promote right. within within people in general, not just the weightlifting community. Yeah. But like you said, this is not a USAW weightlifting team. This is not a this is not a program. I am not doing programming. If you want to reach, if somebody wants to reach out to one of the people who is a coach on here, then go right ahead. And it is up to them between you and them to do your programming. I don't give a shit. It's not, that is not what I'm here to do. That is not what anybody on here is here to do. Um, And yeah, it's, it's not a barbell club. It's not a weightlifting team. It's not, it's not any of that. Yeah. It is strictly, like we said, it is a weightlifting collective where everybody can come together, learn, grow, get strong, and and that's it. So that is that is live. Um, I think there's a link on the Instagram. There will be on the Facebook page. And with that, the 15th registration for the camp will be open. So if you guys are new to this, this is the first time you're hearing about it. The camp is four days, April 30th through, uh, yeah, four nights, April 30th through May 4th, 2023. There will be a summer camp in, in middle of September. It's a late summer camp, early fall, whatever you want to call it. Indian summer. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, it is located in Bend, Oregon. It is the Redmond International Airport. You do not have to rent a car. You fly into Redmond. We will pick you up. We, the place is like 15 minutes away from the airport. So you fly in. We pick you up. We drop you off back at the airport. You do not need to rent a car unless you so choose. All meals are covered. All weightlifting stuff is covered. There are athlete bags, full swag, sponsored gifts from well, last uh, last year we had kabuki strength we had caffeine kilos we had c4 energy we had life aid we had a uh, sports nutrition center from here in tigard we had bunker athletics down in uh, california they dropped off some stuff or, or brought some stuff i should say they kicked down uh who else <coughs> max have a kitchen <laughs> Max Effort Kitchen. Boom. No, Sorry. no I'm just joking. Sorry, Matt. No, no, you don't talk uh, yeah, I'm no, just playing No, those are, those are bomb-ass freaking... <laughs> the water bottles. Uh, water bottles. Insula- well, no, no, no. They were like... They, were, they weren't just water bottles. They were insulated, vacuum-insulated, stainless steel, <laughs> powder-coated... <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. No, so, I mean, I'm cooking anyhow. there, so I'm, I'm in a way... I'm, I'm, I'm putting in a lot of stuff here, but... Yeah, no, that... Fueling yeah. you. There you go. Yeah, yeah. no, like... It, this is the event. If you are a master's weightlifter, if you are a senior weightlifter, this is the thing that you want to do to prep yourself for whatever summer events are coming up. Um, it's a good deload, quote unquote deload. If you just came off the Arnold, because I think the Arnold's like two weeks earlier or something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a good situation or if you're just kind of in a funk and you need to reset this is the best place to do it so um check out the page we're on instagram at kilo chasers on instagram at pfrs on instagram kilo chasers on facebook kilo chasers.com is where all the apparel is at um, there will be a link on there to get to the tickets there's a link in the Facebook page starting the 15th to get to the tickets for the camp. Um, and get yourself some swag. Go check out Max Effort Kitchen. Yeah. Matt's coming up with some new stuff. Tell me about it. Oh, dude, I just put out a whole line of leggings. Um, oh. Dude, uh, I have a new throw blanket on there that is a Max Effort Kitchen throw blanket that is resembles um, Pendleton-type pattern. That Ooh, nice. I'm, I just ordered for myself. So once I get pictures, uh, once I get it, I'll take pictures and throw it up. But nice. it, it's funny because I'm, I'm developing this stuff and I'm like, oh man, I want that. So, you know, mm-hmm. my house is full of it. Um, and, but, you know, it's constantly changing. Uh, the website, I'm about 600 recipes in right now. 
shooting for about 1500 recipes total. Uh, it's Jeez. quite the process. I will say that. Um, and, uh, I'm it's, yeah, it, it's going to be worth it in the end, but, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It'll be fun. Website's good. Awesome, dude. Yeah. What do you got coming up? Um, any, any recipe shows, any new, sh- any new content on your podcast coming up? Well, you know, I just dropped, uh, the best chocolate chip cookie recipe you will ever find in your life. Um, recipe is on my, uh, Instagram, go to the, uh, actual podcast and listen to it. I'm telling you, you can't, can't beat this, this cookie recipe. Um, second thing is we're looking to start going uh, remote. I'm going to be doing, uh, here in the near future, little 15 to 20 minute, uh, restaurant in the moment. I'm going to call it talk and eat, um, segments where we're just going to dissect a burger or we're going to go to a pizza place and have a slice of pizza and check it out. It's going on YouTube, people. I am starting oh, yeah. video within three months. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. And then dude. hopefully you. you and me can get back to that black box shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, we got And put yes, that on video. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. I know. I, I need you to cook for me. I know. It's, right. it's been way too long. Yes, I agree. Oh, and by the way, are those, is it the cookie recipe with the salt on it from that you made us? Yeah. Oh my God. That's the, okay. that's the cookie. Yes. You can't even. You, <laughs> okay. The problem is, is I got them from the source. Yeah. So now, now I have something to judge my own against and they're not going to be the same. Yeah. I'm telling you, man, um, you need help with that. You just, I'm, I'm a phone call on a five minute walk away, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. So. All right, brother. All right, man. All right, Max Effort Kitchen on Instagram, yeah. on Facebook? No, not yet. Just We're just Instagram right Facebook. now. Okay, we'll man. We'll keep it there. Max Effort yeah. Kitchen on Instagram, PFRS on Instagram, Kilo Chasers on Instagram and Facebook. Nice. Check us out, nice. www. Oh, I funny thing about www it's like nine fucking syllables in www there it's is, not short there? for anything no no <laughs> it's not short W-W-W. for anything <laughs> so kilochasers.com look us up buy some swag uh classic shirts pfrs shirts Great the shirts. hoodies are bomb yep. um hats are going to be on pre-order because i'm going to do another run of those but nice. yeah i gotta get the pre-order going nice. so we'll talk to you guys again soon Have a good rest of your week. Adios.